0: Welcome to the Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly podcast. Please listen as Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, teaches from God's Word.
1: Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, phone or message at 64386541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com prayer requests can be sent directly to list 2020 at gmail.com
2: Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn king Peace on earth Mercy mild, God in sin is reconciled. Joyful, all nations rise, join the triumphs of the skies. Nature rise and worship Him, who is born at Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn King. Christ by highest heaven adored. Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time behold Him come. Offspring of a Filled in flesh, the God at sea Hail the incarnate deity Pleased as man with man to appear Jesus, our
3: Except Ed.
4: <laughs>
3: it's good to have Ed and Debbie with us. And uh, I'm going to ask him to lead us in our opening prayer to, uh, this afternoon. Start to say tonight, but it's this afternoon. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful season, Lord. The this, this season of remembrance, Lord, of, of just how great thou art. Lord, we pray that you be with us this evening that you touch every heart that's here, Lord, that you touch every family that's represented here. We ask that you just gather us unto you, Lord. Ask now that you bless the pastors; he brings the word to us. Bless us in spirit and song. We'll be careful to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, I want to make uh, just a uh, few brief announcements uh, for some of you that might not know. We've started our Bible study again on Sunday mornings at, it says 9.45, we're moving that to 10. Because last Sunday we had bukkoodles of time left over after our (laughs) Bible study time. And uh, so we'll meet at 10 o'clock. If somebody comes at 9.45, Wanda and I will be here, and uh, we'll welcome them and uh, make them feel at home and ask them to stay, if they would, until 10 when we will begin our Bible study. But um, anyway, this next Sunday, we're going to be looking at Ezekiel. And we're looking at Ezekiel and Daniel for this quarter of study, and uh, Ezekiel is going to be our study this next Sunday. Now, you remember last time we looked at the background, For both the books of Ezekiel and Daniel. And uh, some interesting things that we looked at last week. And interesting things that we're going to be looking at this week as well. So we encourage you to come at 10 o'clock. And then at 11 o'clock for our worship service. We're going to be having the Lord's Supper. For the first time as a congregation. First time as a congregation. We didn't have it over at uh, Noriangus. And uh, we haven't been able to have it since we moved over here. And so Sunday we're going to be celebrating the Lord's Supper. And uh, so uh, spread the word on that as well. And um, my message is going to be geared around the Lord's Supper. So (laughs) surprise, surprise. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's go ahead and and, uh, sing our next hymn. And it's silent night. Let's stand together as we sing that.
4: So Straight
3: sing the old Christmas hymns. I love this. And um, we're going to have another one just now, and uh, this is going to be one that you don't participate in. All you do is sit and listen. It's special music on a video. first Christmas. You know, that may have been somewhat what it sounded like. One of the things that uh, in our study of angels a long time ago that I remember is that these angels have their voices as instruments. Like we have piano. Guitar, flute, and all that sort of thing. And the angels evidently are able to make those sounds with their voices. Can you imagine that? And maybe what we heard is similar to what they heard that very first Christmas. I don't know. But I know this. It was probably very loud. (laughs) All right. This afternoon, I'd like to talk to you just a few minutes about... What's recorded in Romans chapter 8. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 8. And I'm going to be reading from the New Literal Translation this afternoon. Romans chapter 8, we'll begin with verse 28. As we think of Sovereign Father, Heavenly King, these things as we... Think of the birth of Christ. It says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. For God knew His people in advance, and He chose them to become like His Son, so that His Son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, He called them to come to Him. And having called them, He gave them right standing with Himself. And having given them right standing, He gave them His glory. As we think of Christmas, we think of the story of Christ coming to this earth, don't we think of glory? We sing that, don't we? That's part of our giving forth the message of the birth of Christ. Now we would think that on that first Christmas, all eyes would have been where? On Jesus, you think? No, it wasn't. For the world, they were looking at Caesar Augustus. The cynical Caesar who demanded a census to be taken of the whole Roman world. You see, that census that we read about where Jesus was born... Was not just localized. It was something that the whole world had to go through. And he wanted to measure his kingdom. He wanted to see just how powerful he was. And he probably wanted to find out how much money he could expect in taxes. At such a time, who would have been interested in a young couple who were traveling from Nazareth to Bethlehem to fulfill what this census required? Not very many, for sure. Mothers of both Mary and Joseph would have probably been anxious for the journey, that this couple had to take. Because Mary was expecting. She was just about ready to be delivered. And, and it may have been. I can just imagine now. Thinking about my mother. And Wanda's mother. And other mothers. They would have probably said. You can't go Mary. <laughs> you can't go. But she did go. Didn't she? By the way, it's an 80-mile trip south from Nazareth. Now, 80 miles is nothing to sneeze at, even with an automobile, is it? Can you imagine walking that distance? That's what this couple started out doing. Now, the donkey was probably there to carry the burden, to carry the load of whatever they were taking with them. You know, like suitcases today. (laughs) And on the way, Mary became very exhausted. And she got to ride on the donkey. Well, big deal, right? Can you imagine riding on a donkey? Just about ready to give birth to a baby. It wasn't an easy trip. But as we think of them going to Bethlehem, they probably intended to stay with a relative. That's what the normal family would do in something like that. But as they got to Bethlehem, it was filled up with people. And there was no room found for them in the inn. But there was a place where there was an animal trough, feeding trough. And we don't know any more about it than that. So we assume from that that Jesus was born in a stable. Well, He may not have been. Think about this now. They needed a place to lay the baby. Maybe a manger was brought in to wherever they were, but He was laid in a manger. We do know that, don't we? And more than likely, it was out with the animals. But without realizing it, the powers that be, the authorities of that day, were doing God's bidding. In fact, we could say that Caesar Augustus, you know, you think of him and his position and his power... He was only an errand boy for God. He did what was needed to get the things in motion to get Jesus born in Bethlehem and not Nazareth. You see... Regardless of his position, his power, his authority, his greatness in the world, he was just a mere speck of lint on God's destiny. While Rome was busy making history, God arrived. The world didn't even notice. Didn't know it. Herod the Great didn't know it at the time. He found out later. They all overlooked the most important event that was taking place in the world. The baby Jesus. Now the world still does overlook what God's doing. Doesn't it? The world's interested in what the world is interested in. What about the headlines today? Well, it's still COVID, isn't it? Sad to say. It's this new strain of virus that's on the scene. And most of the individuals that have COVID-19 in the United States today have the new strain. So far here in Panama, the last I heard, there was only one case here. That may have been updated. I haven't seen it, if it is. But it'll come. We don't want it to, but, you know, that's just the way things are going to happen, I think. As we see Jesus coming to the world, times were hard. Well, folks, times are hard today for many individuals. But you know what goes on in the world never surprises God. Never does. He's still sovereign. He's still enthroned. And we can just count on Him when we have hard times when we're going through whatever it is that that burdens us, that is hard, God is there. Now Christmas is celebrated as an exciting time, isn't it? And we need to ask the question, what's the excitement about? Why are people excited? Well, I can remember back in my childhood what I got excited about. It may have been a new bike. It may have been a basketball and goal. I remember I wanted that for Christmas one year because I played basketball, believe it or not. And whatever people are getting or whatever they're exchanging, whatever... They want. This is what the focus is on in many instances. But Jesus, as the center of everything, needs to be the focus for us. He needs to be the one that we see, He needs to be the one that we're celebrating, we're excited about, we're thinking about. Now think about our day and time. Much as it was in that day and time, political corruption, I've named some of the politics of that time, Herod the Great and and Caesar the Great, as he's called. And uh, It was corrupt. There's religious compromise. There was not that day and time as well. These are always going to be the things that make front page news or the headline news on the evening news. But we must remember that our God is at work on everything that's going on whatever we hear on the news, can we remember that even though it's horrible, even though it's bad, even though it's corrupt, even though it's something that is terrible, God is still in control, isn't He? And we need to understand that all of these things are happening under His watch. He is allowing these things to take place and the picture never appears but that His fingerprints are all over it. His fingerprints were all over everything that was going on that first Christmas, right? And we're able to see it today. I'm not even sure that Mary and Joseph were really able to comprehend all that God was doing. Mary more than Joseph, I think, from her Magnificent, from the song that she sang. But He promises to use our uncertainty, our day and time, For his better good. And his bigger and better purposes than what's going on around the world today that we're able to see. And deep within us, in our lives, he wants to be seen. And he wants us to manifest him to the world. Father, we thank you this afternoon that we're privileged to be able to meet together and to be able to hear a little bit about that Christmas story and what was going on. But more than that that we might recognize our savior. He was the one who was born that night so long ago, born to die. As the gift of the Magi Brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold to show a king. Frankincense to show priesthood. And myrrh to show that he was going to die for our sins. Thank you, Father, that we have a Savior. And we have been able to trust Him. That we might have everlasting life. And if there's one under the sound of my voice tonight that has never done that, may this be the time that they turn from their sins and they turn to you. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Go tell it on the mountain is our final hymn.
0: on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain
3: prayer and ask the Lord's blessings on the food that we're about to take dear heavenly father I just pray and thank you dear Lord God for the people that's here today I pray dear Lord God for the ones that's not here dear heavenly father I just pray that they'll be here Sunday Lord this is a wonderful day dear Lord God that we can come to the church dear heavenly father and praise your son Jesus Christ Lord, I just pray, dear Heavenly Father, for the food that we have here, dear Lord God. I just pray, dear Lord God, that you be with us. Take us where we're going to go when we leave here, dear Heavenly Father. But please bring us back Sunday. I pray and ask all these things, dear Lord God. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.
1: Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, phone or message at 6438 Six five four one, email at Steve R. Wood zero zero two at Gmail dot com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to HBC Prayer List twenty twenty at Gmail dot com.
0: Thank you and
4: God bless.